the party richter. Welcome back to See What the Party Richter. My name is Aaron Frescas, and with me, as always, are Joseph Beck Castro and Chris Chapman. And we are actually once again joined by special guest Rich Provencio, who's here to help us finish up the summary for Arnold's 1996 classic, Jingle All the Way. Well, alrighty. What do you say we get right back into it? So uh, I guess take it away, Chris. So uh, back at home, the neighborhood has gathered to see Ted's reindeer uh, while all the moms drool over Ted as he's like handed out hot cocoa and just being a like goody two shoes. I don't know what to call it. Oh, and Johnny and Jamie are both petting the reindeer and Johnny tries to convince Jamie that his parents should get divorced because it's uh, done wonders for him. But for some reason, that just bums Jamie out. So he runs. No, I gotta agree. This kid fucking Johnny, like having two Christmases, two birthdays. Well, yeah, but you didn't have two white parents. Yeah, but it was pretty sweet. Like regardless, (laughs) having two Christmases, two birthdays, pretty sweet. Like seriously, if I had to choose between my lack of self-confidence due in part to like growing up while constantly feeling unwanted or a shitload of presents, I would choose presents every single fucking time. Like I had a talk boy, you know? I got a talk boy. <laughs> well, did you guys a have a talk boy? boy? Yeah. A millionaire? Exactly. I, I mean, my I parents have... are divorced, and I didn't get a fucking talk yeah, boy. No, so I got the worst boy. of everything. Bullshit. Did you really have a talk yeah, boy? Yeah, I had a talk boy. Why did I never see that shit? Because I'm going to show it to you. You're going to get it taken away from me. Come on, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck you. I hate, I hate you. I don't even care about my in and out gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I have no confidence whatsoever in myself, but I also had a talk boy. So, you know. Yeah. Tomato. I think, I think things boy. worked out. <laughs> yeah. Did you record yourself being like, "Oh, hey, Aaron, I want, I want you," and then like record it in like a deeper voice so it sounds like you're dead. And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> he tried boy, to, but he mostly you. just cried into it." Yeah. And then I heard like a deeper cry, so I felt like my dad was crying about the fact that I was crying. So you know, <laughs> but on top of that, you could say dirty words into it, then you could slow the dirty words down, which was super <laughs> cool too, because like you like a. Boobies. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I hate my dad. (laughs) Yeah, so pretty much it turned into a, it turned into just to, it puts a lotion on the skin or it wants to hose again sort of situation. So anyway. That's great. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. going. No, I think you should keep going. This is good. It's cathartic. Get it out. (laughs) Much like Sinbad in this movie, I also took some psychology at junior college <laughs> so i mean i got a degree in it like i kept going but um so you know i'm also prepared so wait a second you you had a broken home correct joe mm-hmm. and richard do you yeah. guys not get double presents was this not worth it for you guys because it was worth it for me i mean comedically yes but i mean uh after spending the last three years in heavy therapy uh and finding out like i got a lot of real deal father son issues uh yeah, I would say no. I would okay. say no. Okay, well, <laughs> if you're going to, like, think about it, like, do, do, you, you, you know you could have just knocked on a therapy, right? <laughs> I suppose cheap. that's possible. That's an option. Like, I, I'm fine with my stuff right now. I mean, I cry every night before I go to bed, but, like, I'm fine. <laughs> that's normal, right? I, I have my Talkboy memory. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have a Talkboy anymore. No, it yeah. got boring after, like, a week and a half. But, you know, <laughs> at least I have this, comp- this lack of confidence to like, get me through life. After it didn't let me fucking do credit card fraud exactly. at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Joe? No, I mean, my, my parents didn't, you know, my two families didn't live next to each other. So is it like, oh, one Christmas here, then one Christmas there. That's not our Christmases were bad or anything. But honestly, the best Christmas we ever had was at my aunt and uncle's house. Because we got, but they were rich, but we got fucking balled out. So, um, so, Dang. so Joe's um, on my side. Okay, Richard. Sure. <laughs> hey, what? Yep. Joe's what? on my side. What I do. Um, divorce is good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, he does paint like, cause he, Johnny says to Jamie, he says, yeah, my dad used to suck too until they got divorced. Hey, you're, mm-hmm. that, you're, your parents should get divorced. And that's, that's like a good point because in the movie, at least, Phil Hartman's character is a pretty solid dad. Like that's, that's why true. all the other ladies in the neighborhood want to bone him so hard. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean it might be a creep all to everybody else, but he seems like a solid dad to to Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he does yeah. have a Turbo Man doll nestled right under the tree. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Anyway, I came from a happy home. Uh, <laughs> Arnold calls the house just in time for Jamie to answer the phone. <laughs> Oh, fuck you. 
Uh, I, I lived with him. He's lying. He definitely didn't come from happy. Yeah, no, it was an awful, <laughs> awful house. Yeah, it, it was can't mainly have been Aaron's that fault. good if Aaron was yeah. jerking it on the computer or whatever <laughs> that story that he always tells us. <laughs> yeah, because sad kids never fucking jerk. Oh, no, no, no. They don't do that. And this is where, uh, is this where we're going to jerking off stuff? Cause, you know. <laughs> yeah, we haven't oh, reached yeah, that yet. Okay. No, we talked. We had some porn up. All right, talks, so. all right. So here's the story of when I got caught. Okay? Okay. So. I'm hanging out at my dad's house one night. It's a different it's a different household because, you know, they're divorced. Which if you really think about it, this whole the whole point of the story is the fact I, I did this because they got divorced. So as Joe knows, and I'm sure Chris knows, um, I used to look up I didn't even look up anything dirty. Like not like fucking Chris who's looking up fucking lesbians and shit like that, which isn't even dirty. It's just like he likes two girls yeah, kissing. I was about to say, what the fuck are you He talking likes about? two girls kissing. That's fine with me. I like it too. But at the time, all I wanted to see was naked celebrities. So I was just looking at <laughs> naked celebrities, naked celebrities. That's it. Is that so bad? Exactly. Wait, I think we should all take a guess as to which celebrity he was looking up. What I'm year gonna, is this? Uh, I'm gonna 90s. go first. Around the, around Jing all the way time, so the the mid nineties. And so it had to be Pam Anderson, obviously Carmen Electra. Wait, wait are you ta- are you talking about? Are we just guessing one because there was a ton of naked celebrities? <laughs> are we just are we just like whoever gets it because I'm, here Richard already got one. Whoever, of them. <laughs> uh, Delta Burke. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, they, oh, she's I not wish. getting naked anything. Come on. Shit. That, yeah, but you didn't uh, try? Yeah, no, yeah but I, I don't want to jerk off to fake fake pictures. Who wants to jerk uh, off to fake pictures? <laughs> Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Damn it, he got it. Uh, <laughs> whoever there was a chick that starred in that show, Grace Under Fire, Brett Butler. <laughs> oh, okay, that is also one. But so, okay, so continue with my story. Uh, so I was hanging on my dad's house. We're having a good time hanging out, you know, me, my sister, my dad. And all of a sudden my mom calls up and she starts, my dad's on the phone like, whoa, whoa. She's fucking yelling, like holding the phone. Like, like if it, like if it was a, uh, sitcom, you'd be like holding the phone away from her. Like, Jesus, she, uh, she wants to talk to you. And so she, I get on the phone and, uh, this is why I actually warned my brother later. This is what happened to her, to what, (laughs) yes, this is why I warned him later because of this situation right here. She gets on the phone. She's like, you've been looking up blah, 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 blah. I can't believe this. Blah, blah, blah. And she pretty much like shamed me for like, you know, just looking up naked celebrities. Like who doesn't want to see naked celebrities l- naked? Anyway, so I uh, sitting on there and she's like, <laughs> I'm going to tell your dad and blah, blah, blah. And thinking about it now, my dad would not give a shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been like laughing maybe and being like, maybe it probably would have been oh. for the best if he would have, she would have told him because he probably would have helped me to where it was like. Do not fucking worry about that. And also, he probably would have been like, and where did you get those? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Carmen Electra is another one. Carmen Electra, exactly. He's like, oh, you, wait, you saw Carmen Electra naked? Where, where, where can I see Carmen Electra? Exactly. Yeah. But I was like, please don't tell him, like, sitting there crying on the fucking phone. And then she, they, I think she ended up, like, kind of, like, apologizing. Sorry, I got, I overreacted. I was like, okay, cool. It didn't scar me or anything, any, like, at all. Oh, no, so, of like, not. Uh, no way. But I also taught him. I'm like your Jedi Master here. My, uh, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to help you not have to deal with that shit too. Yeah. Shame me once, shame on you. Shame me twice, shame on me. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna shame him twice. Yeah. Shame me and, twice. Stop walking in my room. And the lesson that I think you hear is that uh, Aaron's not messed up. And if you need someone to help you navigate the dark web, then just hit up AaronFrescas at gmail.com and he'll give you. A tour. You're like Stephen King when it comes to horror, you know? Like, yeah, that's, you're like the quote unquote master of horror, the quote unquote like master of celebrity boobs. Yeah. All right. So we've reached our porn (laughs) talk and I mentioned Stephen King. So that's basically what we do in every episode. So, yeah. So, uh, if you're listening, that means you got to take two drinks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening while you're driving, go to the store, get a drink. Three drinks. And then keep driving and drink them, you know. <laughs> and oh, also while you're doing that, make sure to practice the alphabet backwards, just in case you get pulled over. Yeah. Then you won't a get little into it. Little JIC. Never right. helps. Never hurts to be prepared. All right. Exactly. Let's get let's get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So. <laughs> that was a great rant. Sorry. <laughs> I loved it. So, uh, Arnold calls the house just in time for Jamie to answer the phone as he runs inside. 
Uh, and Jamie basically spends the entire phone call giving him shit about keeping promises and uh, telling him he's got to be like Turbo Man. And Arnold kind of fucking blows up at the mention of Turbo Man and continues his hot streak of terrible parenting. He he said, let me talk to your mom. 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 I, th- maybe that's yeah, just me. Yeah, but Arnold's been a bad father for basically no, no, his I get entire that. life. I get that, but you know. So I think he could probably let it go for... <laughs> Considering he's out trying to fix more Yeah, bad but he's also he on just... that role. You might as well just keep going with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, and it was at this point that I kind of, like, everybody shits on this uh, this kid actor for being a bad actor. And it was at this point I was like, all right, fine. The kid's a bad actor. But, you know, I still don't think he deserved all the shit he got for Star Wars. No. Um, no, he's fine. Yeah. Well, not in, uh, not in Star Wars, but in this movie, he's fine. <laughs> um, I just find in Star Wars, like, fuck, man. Like, fucking... Uh, shit. We talked about this last episode, didn't we? <laughs> um, In one of the recent episodes, yeah, yeah. Uh, not last episode, Batman and Robin. Um, but like, I don't know. Fucking Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen seemed like dog shit in that movie. Yeah, it was the writing, you know. Yeah, yeah. it. George the kid was American. That's what we yeah, figured out last right. time. That's right. That's <laughs> yes. right. Science. If you're that an American right. actor in the Star Wars prequels, it seems like your acting sucks. Yeah. Even yep. if you're Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. Um, so can't blame that kid that he's American that's true Uh, let's see after Arnold oh yeah after Arnold uh, yells at Jamie basically Jamie yells at him again tells him he never keeps his promises and then hangs up the phone Uh, so Arnold gets off the payphone and sits down for a cup of coffee turns out Sinbad once again is at the diner too and they start to commiserate over some Irish coffee because Sinbad pours some uh, liquor into his mug which, by the way, wasn't even any any recognizable amount. It was such a small amount. Oh yeah, what is the not even a that? shot, really? But yeah, basically they just <laughs> they just sit down and commiserate over about how they're both bad fathers. Uh, Arnold tells a story about the clubhouse that he built for Jamie a few years ago and how much Jamie loved it, and basically talks about how he's been riding that one act of good parenting for the last several years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sinbad tells a story about the toy he wanted as a kid that his dad never got him and how it messed him up. And uh, at this point, Arnold kind of realizes that he's going to turn Jamie into Sinbad. It was at this point that actually I realized that I was turning into Sinbad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, which I'm actually okay with because he had a respectful career. House guest, first, first kid, both good movies. Anyway, good movies. Numerous HBO specials. Yeah. He had his own sitcom. Yeah, so that's a shit. He he played college basketball. I mean, are you on his Wikipedia right now? Are you just a Simbad fan? <laughs> uh, I remembered it. I looked it up. Uh, I refreshed myself, but I, I I heard him on a Pete Holmes podcast, okay. and he's he's a super interesting story. Uh, let's see. Oh, so Arnold really doesn't want Jamie to turn into Sinbad. Uh, he kind of freaks out over it, but then they both hear the local radio station, which is having a contest where you can win a Turbo Man. Uh, you just have to name the eight. Uh, Santa's eight reindeer uh, and be the first caller. So Arnold uh, Arnold goes over to the payphone and calls but Sinbad is trying to get into the fucking payphone booth and breaks the payphone after Arnold connected and then they start fighting uh, and then I think just to get them out of the restaurant the diner employee tells them that the radio station <laughs> is just a couple blocks down the street so, uh, so they both go running for it. Um, Sinbad once again knocks Arnold down to get a head start but Arnold's impeccable physique wins out yet again, and he gets to the studio first. Well, also because Sinbad was weighed down by all his letters that he was carrying. Yeah. Also, he was walking funny, so I think he's implying that he fucking is just in pain from his job. When he's throwing out <laughs> letters as he's running, too. Yeah, that was a really good gag. He's yeah. like trying to lighten his load by just leaving letters all over the street. He arrives to the studio yelling like a fucking madman and scaring the shit out of the DJ, who calls the cops. Arnold then kicks the studio door in which shatters uh and, but sinbad catches up right about then and <laughs> pulls a package out of his mailbag and threatens to blow everybody up <laughs> because <laughs> well they don't uh, call him sin good <laughs> so god damn it it's it's true <laughs> all right that's should. our podcast ladies and gentlemen yeah <laughs> he's threatening to blow them all up with a bomb but then he like trips and the the package falls on the floor, and it turns out to just be a music box. Uh, before Arnold can fucking punch Sinbad's lights out, the DJ stops them and tells them 
he doesn't even have a Turbo Man in the studio. He just has a gift certificate to get one when they get back in stock. Which we discussed earlier is the most thoughtful gift that they could have given. So I don't know why they didn't just end the movie right there. It's true. That was the perfect gift. Because if Turbo Man's not cool anymore, you just get him a different toy. Right. I mean, yeah. it just makes sense. I, I mean, know. Booster's Day is coming up. You know? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. At this point, the cops show up. So the two of them kind of freak out. They try to get away. They go different ways. But they both get trapped anyway. Uh, Sinbad by the main police force that's coming up through the elevators. And Arnold by his fucking arch nemesis cop, uh, whose motorcycle he knocked down and who pulled him over a couple days ago. Or, no, last night. uh, As he tries to go down the stairs. Uh, And then once the cops have Sinbad surrounded, he tries to pull his bomb trick again. This time it fucking works on the cops. Uh, So they all put their guns down and the two of them get away. We cut back to the cops and Arnold's nemesis says that he was on the bomb squad. He was on the bomb squad and claims that the bomb was a fake. So he opens up the package only to be blown up fucking Elmer Fudd style. (laughs) The package actually does blow up. But there is a brief moment before like where it shows Sinbad running away and you just see the explosion from the like ground looking up at the building and me and Aaron are watching this. I was like, oh, I don't fucking remember this at all. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe it blew up. Yeah. yeah. Sinbad's going to I prison. just got to say, yeah, I just got to say what a fucking simpler time 1996 must have been when everybody could get behind the wholesome hilarity of domestic terrorism. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Jesus and Christ. Sinbad is uh. still alive at the end of the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So, again, yeah, Arnold and Sinbad both see the explosion and Sinbad realizes that it actually was a bomb and he just goes, this is a sick world we're living in. Sick world. <laughs> Which is just a funny delivery. Uh, Arnold goes back to the diner to find that his car has been completely stripped and he catches a ride home in the tow truck as carolers are going around the, the neighborhood. Have you guys ever seen carolers before? That would be... Nope. Yeah. Nope. Never. Seems like it would be annoying. Then. Very. Yeah, uh, yeah, that does seem... I, but you know what? Uh... I don't think I've ever seen him, but I know Jazz and his wife do caroling. So, like DJ so, Jazzy Jeff. Yep. Uh, jazz? Aaron and I's friend Jazz. Uh, so, Aaron hates Jazz. Is what I got out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's another upper upper middle class yes, white sure. people thing. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, uh, as he's walking to his house, Arnold sees that Ted is up on a ladder putting the star on top of uh, their family Christmas tree, which puts him over the fucking edge as he decides he's going to steal Johnny's Turbo Man from Ted's house. Uh, so he breaks into Ted's house and goes under the tree, grabs the Turbo Man, but now the carolers are outside of Ted's house and they can kind of like see directly in the window to the living room. So he basically has to escape out the back door. Um, I just really love the scene because he fucking crouches down <laughs> and tries to waddle in front of the window. And his head and shoulders are clearly visible through the window. Holy. And I just love the idea of Arnold not realizing how big he is and not knowing when people can see him or not. I thought he was going to do a staircase thing to where it's like someone's walking behind a couch and they're like, look at me, I'm going down the stairs. He fucking or like a canoe. I, I like uh, I like the beginning of that scene. It's because he was pissed about the star, and then uh, it was a very Simpsons like Ned Flanders wearing nothing oh, yeah. at all, nothing at all. But he's <laughs> yeah. it was uh, that nestled under the tree. Yeah. months ago, months so ago, months ago. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, uh, let's see. So he's escaping. He, he's escaping through the back door into the backyard. But right as he's leaving, he kind of has a moment of clarity and decides he's going to actually put the doll back. Unfortunately, the fucking reindeer is in the backyard and attacks him. Well, so, okay. So, like, what he says when he when he's, uh, has the change of heart is like, look at me. I'm stealing from a kid. I mean, it was okay when I was a kid that I didn't know and she had a bouncy ball. But then she stole the ball from me first. And like, it was my bouncy ball. Like, she stole it from me. So I stole it back from her. I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pervert. So it's just like yelling that. 
which was weird. Just trying to, just trying to justify it to himself. Exactly. That, that's, I'm not a pervert. That, that's how he got caught. Like it wasn't like the fire. It was like <laughs> I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pervert. Carol <laughs> just stop and look over. Like what's going on over there? <laughs> Some yeah. crazy guy yelling and no. Anyway, <laughs> so the the reindeer uh, chases Arnold back into the house. Chases him all through the house. He's fucking knocking decorations over. Knocks a bunch of decorations or a couple decorations into the fireplace, which has the fire on, even though Ted's not home. And I don't think Johnny's home either. Like, just seems irresponsible. I don't know. Maybe it's Ted's fault. Uh, After, oh, he traps the reindeer in another room and then he tries to put out the fire, but somehow accidentally ends up kicking a flaming head out the window (laughs) and it lands right in front of the carolers. And basically everyone realizes that he's there because I think Ted and Liz were out like just listening to the carolers. Uh, Ted and Liz then come into Ted's house to find him with the Turbo Man doll still in his hand, which I don't understand because he had at least a minute to like just throw that shit back under the tree. Uh, But Liz has had a fucking enough at this point. So she says she's going to the parade with Ted. And Arnold keeps trying to defend himself. He's like, no, I can explain if you just listen to me. And I'm like, you can't explain like this is exactly what it looks like even if you had a change of heart at the last minute like yeah, he's literally holding the shit. toy yeah and just like what she says she's like i've been listening to your version of the truth for far too long and frankly i don't want to hear it anymore and obviously these two have issues that have been going on before yeah. this and it kind of sounds like anakin is probably like a year or two away from getting two christmases which good for him <laughs> true like at the end of this movie anakin's pretty happy but I'm pretty sure Liz is still very unhappy in this marriage. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, so Ted and Liz leave, and Arnold's just sitting alone in Ted's house. And then the reindeer breaks out of the room he was trapped in, and Arnold knocks it the fuck out. Hey, he uppercuts it. Right before that, uh, Phil Hartman says, you can't bench press your way out of this one. which i was like do you guys think that he's ever bench pressed his way out of anything to where he's like 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 there's a situation he's like ah and he just starts bench pressing and they're like what the fuck is he doing yeah what the fuck is he doing this is oddly convincing what the hell i'm finding myself i'm sure yeah i'm sure that that's happened like there's like a park bench and like some kids are or some like people are sitting on either end of it and they're like uh Oh no! There's a flood coming, or something. We gotta lift these kids up. If, if only there's someone strong enough to do it. And he's like, "I can do it." And bench pressed him. And, but then he like, but then like Maria confronts him about cheating. He starts trying to bench press out of it. He's like, Ugh. "Yeah." He gets on the bench. He's like, "Do She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, Ugh. "He's like, he's like." In, in his, uh, that was actually part of his uh, memoir. It it didn't work. Like that that was it, like a big long thing about Maria. And it was that was like, a whole chapter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't work. And yeah. Anyway, uh. see, I was thinking in simpler terms where he just like is actually bench pressing, and then he drops the bar, and he's like, oh, and he's like, I gotta bench press my way out of this, and then he does it. <laughs> but I'm of limited imagination. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, sure it's happened multiple scenarios. Yeah, I mean, for sure, Bill Hartman wouldn't have said it otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He's probably seen it. That's why he said it. <laughs> there was also a, a good uh, Phil Hartman line when uh, he was trying to put up the star, and Liz stops him, and uh, she says that uh, Harry is a Harry. He's adamant. Yeah, Harry's adamant about putting this star up, and he's like, "Oh, too bad he's not ad- more adamant about spending time with his family on Christmas Eve." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she she looks like she's gonna say something, and then she just doesn't have. Yeah, anything she's like, to say. Yeah, yeah, you totally. got a point. You got a point. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as Liz, Ted, and the kids head off to the parade uh, in the car, Liz tells Jamie that Arnold is probably not gonna show up, and, and Johnny tries to console him by saying Turbo Man will be there. Yeah, because he's busy uppercutting a reindeer. <laughs> yeah exactly which uh, well no uh, at this point he's going doing a different form of animal abuse oh no yeah at this point arnold is in the backyard of his house uh sharing a beer with the reindeer right yeah he's commiserating with the reindeer that he just knocked yeah. out yeah so so aaron told me that the the reindeer was a fake reindeer so for any PETA members what? that are listening uh don't worry arnold did not uppercut 
an actual reindeer. It was a uh, animatronic reindeer or something. Oh. Oh, it was just a deer with or a deer <laughs> with antlers. <laughs> no, it, was a so, it wasn't a reindeer. That, that makes me respect him less. Huh? <laughs> Fun fact, though, Aaron told me that uh, Arnold did actually, in fact, punch a living camel in Conan, I didn't right? say living camel. It, it, like that was part of the <laughs> well, not after he punched that was dead the, camel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dead camel. They stood up. No, no, but it was like part of the part of the trivia for this on IMDb was like the the uh, reindeer that he punched was animatronic, although he did punch a camel for Conan. So I was like, oh, the Conan stuff will be fun to look up later. Like <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be interesting. To, yeah. So uh, oh, sorry. I, I, don't I didn't actually know step if you... on that. I didn't. I I, I didn't. I, I didn't realize I was in the trivia section. Oh no no uh, no no! no. I don't have it there. I figured you mentioned it. So like, I yeah, I don't have okay. it down there. But like, uh, so we'll we'll find out if he <laughs> yeah. punches a teaser for Conan. Exactly. Yeah, teaser Listen for the Conan episode. See if he actually punches a real camel or not, or if it's. <laughs> but it also led me to to, yeah, to wonder what other exotic animals has Arnold punched because <laughs> he's a man of extraordinary means and obviously extraordinary <laughs> desires to punch. <laughs> okay, now I'm animals. just thinking of the fucking Omaze video from the last broadcast, yes, which I showed to Richard. Instead of... I showed to Richard the, the tank thing. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. I showed that to him. <laughs> Except instead of running over shit with a tank, it's just punching exotic <laughs> yes. animals. Yes, it's a it's a game show. Like, what do you want to like punch? You want to punch a tiger? Show, like, Have you ever which wanted animal? to punch an elephant? Look, it's a white tiger. There's only three of them left. <laughs> yeah, it's his own version of uh, um, Russell Crowe's fight, fighting around the world, but it's like fighting humans. Like, oh, look at there's a kangaroo. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> this one has boxing gloves. Ready boxers, to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can land a blow. <laughs> oh, look at the defense on this one. He's doing it for charity too. He's like, if you raise, if we raise one million dollars, I will punch a white rhino in the fucking face. I will punch a white <laughs> rhino in the face. There's only two white rhinos left. One of them's going to get punched <laughs> if we raise one million dollars. If you raise half a million dollars, I'll punch a panda. If you raise a million dollars, I'll punch the panda's cub. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I picture that he has like a like a room, like his study or something. He just has a bunch of like mounted animal heads with black eyes and like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's what I was thinking about when. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Anyway, uh, so Arnold is drinking in the backyard with the reindeer. Um, Arnold is. They're hanging out outside that clubhouse that Arnold was talking about earlier. He sees Jamie's family drawing in the clubhouse. Uh, that's just like him and Arnold and his mom. And he vows to start keeping his promises with all the conviction of a half-drunk deadbeat abandoned by his family on Christmas Eve. Which would have been great if he did this cut to him, like, ordering a bar, like, at a bar, ordering a shot of tequila. <laughs> yeah. Want tequila, please? <laughs> Just... This one's for my son. <laughs> uh, we then cut to the parade. We see, uh, you know, all the characters and the marching bands and stuff walking down the street. Uh, the kids get out of the car to go find a spot while the adult while the adults go park the car, which also dates the movie because that would not happen now. Where they're like, "Oh, you guys are eight, like that's fine, yeah, definitely." We'll let, we'll leave you here with thousands of strangers. <laughs> yeah, it's like an extremely crowded street, and they're like, "Oh, we see someone we know way over there. We're gonna go stand by him." And their parents are like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> uh, Arnold is taking a taxi to the parade, but it is stuck in all the parade traffic. So he just gets out to walk the rest of the way. Uh, we cut back to the car with Ted and Liz. Ted is trying to console Liz about the fight with Arnold, but this is back in the 90s when consoling a woman just basically meant sexually harassing her. Real quick, sorry. When the kids get out of the car, the look on Phil Hartman's face when they get out of the car. Oh, and yeah. he's alone with Rita Wilson <laughs> for a second. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, this is my Exactly. Shot. Like You're <laughs> like, oh, this guy's definitely have a... Like, He's had an experience or two with Mace. So, like, <laughs> it was just like, uh, mm, yes. He probably doesn't need those glasses. <laughs> Might as well have been, like, rubbing his hands That's together. That's why he has the glasses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that that, deflect, that, that yeah. deflects a little bit of the first, Mace. Yeah, he, he yeah. has perfect vision. It's just perfect first line of defense is always yeah. wearing glasses. Yeah. 
Safety goggles looked a little too ridiculous. So he went with those ones. When he started showing up to dates in a full riot mask, <laughs> it got a little suspicious. It took him a while to workshop his look, but he figured it out. I mean, they are perfectly rounded, so it's like yeah, maximum area coverage. Yeah. <laughs> My face, the goggles did nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So Arnold's walking around. He he actually sees the two of them in the car at right as Ted is like snuggling up with with uh, Liz, and he's going to confront them. But he runs into Elmer Fudd cop who starts to fucking chase him. Uh, back in the car, Ted moves in for the kiss, but Liz smacks the shit out of him with a mug full of eggnog and gets the fuck out of that car. Non-alcoholic eggnog. Yes, non-alcoholic eggnog because he's not that much of a creep. That made me want eggnog because I was like, mm, eggnog's not bad. Ugh. I don't know if I've ever had eggnog, but it smells awful and yeah, well, I've never wanted it. No, egg- I don't like eggnog or any sort of nog. To tell you what yeah. the nogs are there? <laughs> I don't Not know. a nog. That's fan. from the Simpsons. That's a, yeah, that's okay. a Simpsons. Show. <laughs> uh, yeah, eight nogs fine. Anyway, but to be fair, like uh, the, so every other time that Arnold had an interaction with this cop was Arnold's fault essentially. But this time, like yeah. he like ran. They walked into each yeah, other, the, and he the spilled cop his had coffee a tray full of coffee. Yeah, he like turns around without looking, and Arnold runs right into him. He gets knocked over, and then he has bandaged hands from the bomb <laughs> blowing up in his fucking hands, and the the hot coffee falls and spills all over his hands. Yep, I yep. will give it to the cop though. He gets back up very quickly. He gets over that pain. Yeah, totally. He starts chasing Arnold, and he should have had bandaged face. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, that cop has never worked at a restaurant. I'm like, you don't fucking turn around with a tray full of shit, man. That's how you spill how shit. How you wear a tray full of shit. Exactly. Mm. Fucking amateurs. Uh, let's see. We cut back to Arnold being chased by the cop, and uh, he slips into some random door to lose the cop, uh, and ends up in like a weird back, like backstage parade area. Yeah, but then the cop runs into a school bus. Like that's Yeah, that's before he slips into the door. There's, there's that like gave all... him enough separation to get into that door. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just weird because it was like, th- this is where it starts getting more Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. No, no, see, that was uh, a commentary on public funds. Like, we've spent so much money <laughs> on cops and everything and less on schools and school buses oh, okay. that that's mm-hmm. like the collision of those two. It's, I mean, this is like, I wouldn't even call it a satire. It's more of like a chastising of capitalism mm-hmm. in general, like this entire movie. And that was just kind of another point of like, we spent so another much layer. money on, you know, policing our citizens, but we don't spend a lot of money on teaching our citizens. So mm-hmm. that's what really like the symbolism behind the cop running into the bus was really about. So um, see, it's what's known. The sound effects were just art. funny, though. See, yeah. now that's 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 interesting because I actually interpreted that the other way, which is uh, that cop would have been able to catch Arnold if it weren't for all that spending on the school buses. <laughs> so um, I see it as like more, I guess some people would call it copaganda, but like <laughs> in reality, I think it's like the way that we need to spend our money in society is like we need we need just police. Police need more money. They need they need mm-hmm. more than 60 percent of all major city budget budgets. <laughs> yeah. So. We got to s- stop spending money on the children and spend it on the police to, in order to catch these criminals who yeah. um, spill hot coffee on cops. I agree. Because that is assault. You know, like that. It just reminded me of the time when I was talking shit to a coworker when I was walking out of work. Like, I was like, hey, you're going into fucking work. And then I slammed into a pole because I was looking at him. <laughs> at, like, like one of those handicap poles. And like, that's all it reminded me of. Like, yeah. The Damn, time you well, got instant karma. What did that symbolize in your life, Aaron? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Stop talking shit to people. I mean, it, it didn't do it, but like. That's a valuable lesson. <laughs> no, I, I think that symbolized like um, you need to be more careful with yourself because you ran into uh, a handicapped sign. And if you're not like more careful <laughs> with your life and the way, you know, looking out for where you're going, you might be able or you might end up like, you know, handicapped and have to use. It's like, like the, the best parking that spot. That parking spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's all symbolism, man. Like, this this film is deep. Uh, like, super deep. Um, mm-hmm. So Fair is that. Uh, this joke is not. 
It's not super deep, <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking about it. I would say all in all is a pretty good bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, the crew that's in the backstage uh, area mistakes Arnold for their last minute understudy and puts him in a costume before he can even figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, as Arnold is having his role like explained to him and being ushered onto one of the floats, uh, we get some more light racism from a guy in a booster costume. Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, Booger is booster. Yeah, fucking Booger from uh, Re- Revenge of the Nerds, which apparently... Okay, so I read something in one of the interviews I found where the interviewer mentioned Curtis Armstrong not liking or... So something about not liking or getting along with Arnold, but oh. the he didn't mention why. So he was trying to get it out of the person he was talking to, which was, and this was like last year or the year before, it was the kid that plays Phil Hartman's son. Oh. Why are all these like 25-year-old interviews, like like where are you watching all these interviews and they're like <laughs> taken in modern day from a movie from 1996? people love so, this like, fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so they, he didn't he didn't like Arnold because of Phil Hartman's no, son? No, 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 no. The the person being interviewed was Phil Hartman's son. And the interview was trying to like bait out of him why uh, why fucking Booger didn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He doesn't doesn't touch it because he was a fucking little he was a little kid, so he's like I don't know anything about that. Anyway, I looked I looked for it online and didn't couldn't find much. I. He he did mention him in his memoir that came out a few years ago, which was called Revenge of the Nerd. But I couldn't find any passages or articles, anything like anything about it. And I don't know. I like the guy, but I'm not gonna buy the fucking book. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to like flex like with that movie. Like, imagine fucking naming your okay being in that movie and then naming your memoir after that movie, and then you go back and watch it. You're like, holy shit, these. <laughs> These nerds are terrible. Like he literally <laughs> raped somebody. Yeah, this is a like, rape. This is where glorifying. I don't yeah. Know. So well, basically, what I'm saying is, there's no point to me bringing this up, and uh, it's a useless piece of information that is. I had a note for. I'm like, hey, make sure to mention <laughs> that thing that you don't know. <laughs> so you have no information for it. You don't have any conclusion for it, but make sure to mention it. So yeah, there's a possibility that Curtis cool. Armstrong didn't Booster didn't like Turbo Man. That's good. That's good. But you could probably just hit him up on Instagram or something. You probably send could. him a DM. That's true. That, yeah. That, that, see, just buy a cameo and ask him that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cost you like six dollars max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, booster so hates after, Turbo after Man. We, yeah. After we see the booster dude, uh, we go back out to the parade where Arnold is revealed as Turbo Man. And fucking immediately takes to the adoration of the crowd. <laughs> he fucking loves it. Yeah, it, it's so weird in this scene, too, because there's, like, um, uh, there's, like, adults with no kids around. They're like, oh, Turbo Man! <laughs> yeah. Turbo Man! And it's like, which, like, makes sense for now, but that's, like, 25 years too early. <laughs> also, I will say this. Uh, so, Rita Wilson, she mentioned that she did not appreciate the Clark Kent effect where no <laughs> yeah. one could recognize Arnold, but in that scene, they did specifically mention the voice modulator yes, or whatever, right. so that would disguise his but voice. So basically, but they didn't give him an accent modulator. dumb fucking idiot, <laughs> yeah. and he can suck it. Yeah, way to go, Rita Wilson. That was explained. <laughs> Fuck. Is the movie dumb, or are you dumb? God. I'm sorry, it's you. Exactly. No, I, uh, I have no problems with Rita Wilson. That's a comedy joke. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the float, we also find out from Booster that it's Arnold's job to pick a kid from the crowd to give a Turbo Man action figure. What a fucking coincidence. Uh, as he gets to hold the doll for the first time, he pets and hugs it <laughs> like a real weirdo, while Booster tells him to get ready because, uh, Demento is about to show up. Uh, we cut to the actor in the Demento costume on a nearby roof as we see him get yanked out of frame by somebody. See, okay, real quick. At first, I thought that was weird that he was like hugging the doll, but like, do you guys, what, what, which, what toy did you guys have when you were younger that you were like, I gotta have that toy? I I used to have a '90s X-Men Cyclops doll that was like almost that exact same size. I remember that. Did I, did I destroy it? Yeah. Or? No, I had that for a while. Okay. I don't- I don't think you because mine was like a Ninja Turtles toy, like like those little Ninja Turtles action figures. Where I was like, I gotta have, I gotta have. Like the the only one that I can't remember is that Ninja Turtles toy, and the um, Talk Boy. Yeah, I think mine was a Triple Wheels, which was like 
a little RC car. So, you know, they, they had the RC cars that had like the four wheels and they just like go one side or the other. The triple wheels, oh, the six wheels. Yeah, so you yes. can ride it upside down, yes. like vertical or right side up. Dude, I got that shit, and that shit was fucking tight. Nice. And then I fucking like drove it into like a little pipe, like, a little <laughs> hidden area. I'm like, dude, that'll be fucking like sick. There's like a little hidden thing, and just walk up with my controller and just like bust out. But it got kind of wet, and uh, <laughs> ruined it. So, um, but yeah, triple wheels was my jam. Oh, I had a ricochet. It was like the. It had four wheels, but it like flipped over. Did yeah. yeah, wasn't the same. That's oh, the same yeah. thing, right? No, no the same idea. The the triple the wheels idea. was six wheels, so it, yeah. it could oh, go. I think my brother had that one. One side, one side, but also vertical on the two wheels. <laughs> Richard, was yours the same toy? Uh, no, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I got the Buzz Lightyear toy after Toy Story, the original. Okay. Like when it wasn't super popular, like their toys weren't like yeah, like the the bigger one, like it was like yeah. a bigger toy. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. Just curious. I didn't have any j- dolls that I would like jack off to, like Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also wanted the, the. There was a remote control Kawasaki motorcycle. Ooh. And for some reason, I thought it was cool because it came with the rider on it. Like there was a rider. Like most RC cars are just the car, but it had like it had like a yeah, know, like a Ken doll, a twelve inch yeah, like Ken doll riding on it. And I just thought that was cool. Yeah. And he got that, um, by the way. Just, just to let you know. That. But it had, like, like he got that. Was, I'm just letting you guys know, like, he got that. I mean, I didn't get my present that year, but he but he got that. So let's. I thought you got two Christmases, dude. What's the well, deal? from my mom. Like, I, I, yeah, I got it from my dad. I got We got the same toy. Oh, yeah. That was the worst. And I got, like, my second Super Nintendo. And I was like, I already had this. Like, I had this two years ago. What exactly. the fuck? Yeah, and then you're like, oh shit, I left, you know, Super Mario World at my mom's house. Like, ugh. Yeah, I can't yeah. Play it at my dad's house. Oh, you got me two consoles, but you didn't give me two copies of the game? Exactly. Like, idiots. one saved on one console, and then another saved on another console. You're like, I've worked my way through that part. I'm not going to do it on this one, too. Yeah, nightmare. Thanks, mom. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Arnold finds Jamie in the crowd and picks him to win the toy, even calling him out by name. Which I'm sure was like simultaneously the best moment of his young life, and also kind of terrifying for Liz. <laughs> like she just some rando fucking knows his name and is trying to get him away from her. I don't know. Uh, we go back to the roof where we now see the actor bound and gagged while his assailant is slipping on his costume. Uh, just as Arnold is about to reveal his identity to Jamie, who is now on the float, uh, Demento attacks the float. And we reveal that it is Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad rants some more. And Arnold <laughs> tries to reason with him as he slips the toy into Jamie's backpack. Um, but Sinbad is having none of it. And Bo- <laughs> Booster tries to get the show back on track. And Sinbad gives him a fucking Mortal Kombat uppercut that sends him <laughs> flying off the float. And into a mob of children who savagely beat him, presumably to death. Yes, because he sucks. Yep, because he yeah, sucks. yeah, and we don't like, want it. We hate we you. We but hate you, <laughs> Booster. We hate you. But also, so um, the kids totally call him a three-letter word that starts with F. That, Do they really? Oh, yes. I didn't hear that. Yes. Wow, I did not catch that. And I even turned on the, the subtitles. subtitles too. It's I, in the subtitles. No, it, it, no, it didn't say it. Um, okay, <laughs> but I listened to it twice last night, and then again today. I'm like, oh yeah, they 100 say that word. Wow. Huh. Uh, so at this point, Jamie makes a run for it, but Sinbad grabs him. Uh, Arnold tries to confront him, but he sends a rocket fist right to Arnold's fucking face, revealing that these suits basically function exactly like the ones from the show, as in their fucking insanely advanced technology. Yeah, they went all out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Arnold should probably just steal this suit and just be an actual superhero, seeing as how all the fucking gadgets work. I don't know. I mean, essentially, he did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's true. <laughs> uh, Jamie then coaches Arnold on what his suit can do, which allows him to take out Sinbad temporarily. Uh, but just when Jamie gets back to Arnold and they're going to go take him to his mom, all of Demento's all of Demento's henchmen like swarm out of the float and attack him. Uh, Sinbad is now back up and threatens Jamie, who responds by giving us our obligatory 90s comedy nutshot. 
Yeah, which um, I was uh, like, oh, it must be part of the commentary that the dimensions mentioned. The, co- the or sorry, the choreography. Like it's part oh, of the yeah, choreography. It's part of the choreography. Like, <laughs> uh, Sinbad is now chasing Jamie through the street as Arnold is starting to outmatch the henchman. Uh, Sinbad continues to pursue the kid as he starts climbing a ladder on the side of a building toward the roof. And it's just fucking insane that everyone in the audience is letting this small child climb this ladder, like not even questioning the safety of it. Just like, yeah, it must be part of the show. Well, there's the cop that's like, it's all part of the show. And she's like, bitch, this isn't. Yeah. So that's the next. Yeah. Liz is trying to go get him, but is stopped by that cop who basically thinks that everything's part of the show. And she's like, he's not part of the fucking show. Arnold finally gets through all of Demento's henchmen just in time to see Sinbad chasing Jamie across the roof of the building. Uh, And Jamie now starts to climb this big Christmas tree decoration that's on top of the roof because I guess he and Sinbad are the same level of of unhinged. Uh, and Sinbad, of course, follows him up there. Uh, the parade MC reminds Arnold that he has a jetpack, so he turns it on and flies fucking out. So this is where it gets really fucking Looney Tunes. He flies all around the city on this jetpack like he's a fucking rocketeer. Uh, <laughs> before he kind of gets a handles on the control and you know, like turns back towards the rooftop to try and uh, rescue Jamie. Uh, he tries to grab him, but he misses. And proceeds to fucking terrorize the parade goers and destroy a family's apartment as they try to have a nice Christmas Eve dinner. I can just imagine like a guy like, oh, check it out. He went to a jetpack. And his friend he's talking to, he's like, hmm, should we market it as like a cheaper alternative for people that can't afford cars? He's like, nah, I'm just going to use it for a parade. Yep. And he's like, oh, and he's like the Macy's. That's it. Giving's Day Parade in New York City. He's like, nah, let's just, I'm just a random parade in Minnesota. Just, That's yeah, not a random parade, dude. This is the Wintertainment Parade. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. We go every year. Well, I mean, you didn't go last year or the year before that or the year before that. But we go every year. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, and after flying through that fucking family's apartment, he rams headfirst into a brick wall. Like Wile E. Yeah. Coyote style. Yeah. yeah but he's fine. But it's like, it's like, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just sits there and like shakes as yeah, instead of splattering against it. Yeah, exactly. As the jetpack tries to break his spine, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then doesn't die from that, and then stops the jetpack and falls at least a full story, if not several, <laughs> and turns out to be just fine. Um, Sinbad and Jamie now reach the top of the fake Christmas tree decoration. But before Sinbad can grab him, the tree's support cable snaps so that it fucking falls and it's just hanging off the side of the building with the two of them dangling. And uh, Sinbad is still trying to grab the toy because he's a maniac, I guess. Yeah, it's basically the end scene of True Lies. But instead of a key, it's (laughs) a toy. Jump! Daddy will catch you! (laughs) Dana! Jamie! (laughs) Was True Lies before this movie? Before, yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie tells Arnold now to throw his turbo rang, which is like his branded be- uh, boomerang, which he does. And while it misses at first and Sinbad finally gets the toy on the way back, it manages to nail Sinbad. And now he falls like 60 feet onto the float and uh, is immediately surrounded by cops with guns. And then Jamie loses his grip right after that. And Arnold flies up and catches him as he's falling. And I was just thinking this whole time, like, there's no way, like, this ends like, like the Spider-Man comic book where Gwen Stacy dies, right? <laughs> like, where's, like, Spider-Man's trying to save her and breaks her fucking neck instead. It's like, he's going to catch that kid and that kid's neck is going to just snap. Uh, Arnold takes Jamie for a little victory flight and then returns him to Liz. Uh, Jamie starts to get sad that Arnold isn't there and somehow... <laughs> Somehow manages to blame himself for how fucking bad his dad she is. She also, uh, Rita Wilson also mentions, she's like, thank you, sir. I don't think you know how much he means to me. You know, yeah, being my kid and all. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then Arnold reveals his true identity by going, oh, I think I know. Or, oh, I think I understand. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you mean your kid? You don't want your kid to die, right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I never you can't. It's that. it's. Too, I'm not a parent. I'm just yeah. a guy in a superhero costume. There's no way I could possibly understand how important your kid dying or not is to you. I just I don't get it. Sorry, lady. Uh, so Arnold reveals his true identity, 
Uh, at this point, we see Ted come to find out what's happening. And upon seeing that Arnold is now basically a living weapon, promptly gets the fuck out of there with Johnny. That was when <laughs> um, she gives her Howard, Howard line, right? Yeah, he takes off the mask and she goes, Howard? And then she gives it, like she did in the video, she gives him like the up and down look and goes, Howard? Like she's fucking turned on. So apparently yeah. all that was missing from the marriage is role playing. Exactly. <laughs> Everything's forgiven. Like all you yeah. trying to steal a kid, a toy from a kid and uh not being Breaking present into at our neighbor's house any of the things yeah like <laughs> that's a, you're hot you're hot in a superhero yeah. costume i'm in you just don't wear enough tight clothes yeah <laughs> i mean like if i were putting on that suit you know i'd understand it's like joe joe because you know, it's like i got a bunch of muscles and shit but it's like that suit made arnold look less buff you know <laughs> like yep. yeah but yeah, maybe she, as you mentioned, maybe she's really into like role playing. Exactly, you know? just save their marriage. <laughs> she she wants the turbo dick. turbo ring. Yeah, they need to send those uh, angry ladies at the mall to go beat her with a purse because she's the real pervert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arnold's uh, nemesis cop returns the doll to Jamie and commends Turbo Man. And then just about shits his pants when he sees it's Arnold, uh, who apologizes for all the shit that he put the cop through. He apologizes for the motorcycle and the drunk, or not drunk driving, uh, driving on the shoulder and spilling coffee all over him and getting him fucking blown up. He refuses to <laughs> apologize yeah. about the drunk driving. He's like, I will not <laughs> yeah. apologize for that. That's uh, how we do it in Austria. <laughs> Come on. I'm drunk right now. I was just flying this jetpack. <laughs> Uh, Jamie sees Sinbad being dragged to jail, shouting about the doll and how sad his son is going to be. Uh, so Jamie chooses the light side and gives Sinbad the toy and they reconcile. And I just really like Sinbad's line here, which is like, sorry about all that tension on the roof back there. <laughs> he does that throughout like the whole movie. There's a couple of those, yeah. Yeah. But also, oh, I was just going to say, also, uh, he's still going to go to jail. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's definitely locked up. Um, he blew up his kid is not going to have a dad on Christmas but he will have Turbo Man so there are two versions of this movie because this is where the movie ends right Uh, pretty much I want to talk about the Okay, there there are two versions of this movie and I was watching the DVD uh, which included the extended edition with with, like the scenes added back in Uh, so there's one with the actress that voices Lisa Simpson and Hmm. it's her and Arnold Uh, he's, he's paying her for what he thinks is Turbo Man but ends up being a booster doll and then there's a one with an extra dialogue with Arnold and Jim Belushi in the warehouse. And then finally, the one at the end uh, with Simbad, where we find out that Myron's kid is actually dead. And we see him like putting like the doll at the kid's grave, which I was oh, like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, I know. I mean, that one didn't Wait, actually happen. Real? I just made that up. But still, oh, like, how much better, <laughs> like how awesome would the movie have been with that was in there, huh? huh? Like, damn. You'd be like, fuck. They went a whole different direction <laughs> this movie. Yeah, that kid did jingle oh, all the, the way. Darren, uh, Darren Anoski cut <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. So I just, like, we need to talk about the ending shots yes. of this movie. Yes. So this movie is entirely about Arnold learning to be a better husband and especially a better father. But it ends with Arnold. He is put up on the crowd's shoulders as they start to chant Turbo Man, Turbo Man, Turbo Man. And it cuts to Jamie who proudly and happily declares, that's my dad! That's my dad! And the crowd... <laughs> the, the This is like the triumphant moment, moment in the movie, and the crowd is literally carrying Arnold away from his fucking family <laughs> as he gives the Turbo Man salute to Jamie, and Jamie gives the Turbo Man salute back. And he's fucking, he's being taken away from his wife and his son who almost just died as a direct result of his <laughs> fucking actions. <laughs> but he can't fucking turn away from the crowd who is like giving him all this love and adoration. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about his family. Yes. And that's how the movie ends. That's no it. lessons movie learned. Over. He just he, fucking it, leaves. It, the alternate title to this movie was actually uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Wins Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's a there's a credit scene. Did, did you did you watch till the end? Wait, what? Are you shitting me? Yes. Joe, so, Joe you want to say what the, the credit scene? Yeah. So um, the end credit scene is basically they're back at the house. Arnold's putting the star on top of the tree. 
and then uh, Rita Wilson's all you know horned out or whatever, <laughs> and she's like all like, "Oh hey, hey Arnold, like you spent all that time and energy to get old uh, Anakin a gift. I wonder what you got me for Christmas." And then Arnold's like gets like that face like oh shit like ah no like that oh. face and it zooms in on his face and it's like Pfft. oh that's the end of the yeah movie. yeah that's, the end <laughs> that's of the movie. it Whoa. all right yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. it would have been better if he was like it's terrible time <laughs> <laughs> puts the helmet on yeah <laughs> Jamie I go got, to bed <laughs> I got a booster for you <laughs> I want it oh, ready want for it. your booster shot. All right. Well, that's that's the end of my summary. So we're going to move now into our next segment, uh, which is called Joe Namath. Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes. Take it away, Joe. All right. So uh, first off, we have some stunts. We have old Doc D. Charbonneau, which is basically my uncle. Uh, It's not a funny name. I just... You know, that's my dad's best friend. So, what's up, Doc? Um, so, also, wait, what is that? Is that really? Yeah, I think, I think you guys talked. No, about no, it. yeah, I, I know. I, so yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my dad's best friend is Doc, and he's stunt man in Hollywood. Forever. Oh, that's awesome. So that's really cool. He, yeah, he was in this. Um, also, um, another stunt man, Vern Troyer. So he got credited mm. as a stunt man. He was credited as a stunt man. Wow. Yeah. Did he get an acting credit as well? Uh, I I don't think so. I think he just got the uh, uh, stunt credit because he did that take punch. that punch pretty well. Like that <laughs> yeah, was definitely that was just that wasn't even any camera tricks either. He just like just fucking took it from Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> no wires either. Yeah, he just flew across the room. Exactly. Well, it was a hard punch. I mean, yeah. obviously, <laughs> the guy's got like six feet nine inches on him, probably. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace, Fern. Um, we also have a construction foreman named Mark Sparks. So, um, <laughs> I really wish it, he was the electrician on this, but you know, still <laughs> your name's Mark Sparks. Mark missed opportunity. Sparks. Mark. Yeah. He had a he opened a, uh, a a metal shop where he does welding. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah. He also invented that drink, Sparks. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he knows uh, how to party. We have the assistant to Mr. Barantham. Her name is Karen Swallow. So <laughs> I like I can't imagine just growing up like and your last name is Swallows or Swallow and you just gotta deal with that and you're like, alright, like fuck it, I'm old now, like everything's I've lived my life dealing with the last name Swallow and then the whole Karen meme comes out and then you just gotta like like fucking live your life. God like damn it. With it yeah like fuck man i spent so much time over this swallow <laughs> shit now i gotta deal with this karen shit not being I such a karen all that shit from everyone <laughs> yeah i'm gonna deal with this oh that's rough I, I had a girl i went to high school and her last name was moorhead <laughs> yeah we had a moorhead at our high school too and that's he was on the football team and that's all i heard at every single fucking pep rally at that school like who are these parents like just change your fucking last name <laughs> yeah really all right, so next up, we got a uh, set production assistant, Winona Wacker. Uh, <laughs> no need to explain that one. Which I think that got mentioned before. So, oh, really? Uh, at least somebody, that, somebody with the last name Wacker. I heard that she had a brother named uh, Tally. <laughs> oh, yeah, our Uncle Willie. <laughs> I, I don't know why I, I like Tally Wacker better. <laughs> Expecting writer and then it's got Wacker. Wacker, yeah, that came out of nowhere. That whacked me for sure. All right, next up we have a uh, cable person named Tim O'Toole, which I'm glad he's doing well <laughs> after falling down that that well. You know, back in the day, good old Timmy O'Toole. The the only thing that could help him get out of that well is if he had more power. <laughs> <laughs> Tim O'Toole Man Taylor, sorry. I don't know. That's that's a different show. I think the only, <laughs> only way he got out of that well was from the help of Sting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a good digger. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, as it was teased earlier, we have an executive producer named Richard Vane, a.k.a. Dick Vane. <laughs> <So. laughs> 
<laughs> that one's my favorite. Nice. Uh, nice. All right, and that ends it for this episode. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back uh, next week, next episode, with more Jingle All the Way. We'll cover the trivia. We'll do the Irons Pumped. We'll do the Kill Count. That's going to be exciting. Uh, and and uh, just our general thoughts about the movie. Anyway, uh, Richard, thank you for joining us once again this week. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I guess we will... See you at the party, Richter!